cigarettes, streamers, <laughs> lipo batteries, uh, the uh, <laughs> hot glue sticks. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the RC Roundtable podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Hello and welcome to the, the what's the show called again? <laughs> oh yeah, the RC Roundtable. Someone started drinking this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a problem. I can stop anytime I want. Hey, well, that you just heard was Lee Ray. Hello, and we have Terry Dunn out there somewhere. Yeah, I'm here too. Yeah, yeah. a thousand miles away, fifteen hundred miles away. I don't know how far away I am. Here we go. Millions Might of as well miles. Be a million miles. A stone's throw. <laughs> I've traveled millions of miles. Thousands, thousands of miles. And of course, I am Fitzwalker. You're not so hosty host this time. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> In the back of my mind, are we really going with this? Or are we going to stop and pause and try again? No, we're okay. just going to join us for another fun-filled episode of the RC Roundtable. <laughs> alcohol is flowing yes. really this well this This reflects our best effort, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we make things up as we go along. Uh, and if I had a real producer, we actually know what we were talking about today. So you have a fake producer. You have a fake producer. <laughs> a wannabe. <laughs> Aren't they all? Uh, all right, so it's like we were talking about this for humorous purposes uh, before, but I'll be the semi-producer. Uh, Terry, what is your, your job, Terry? Key grip. Key grip. <laughs> for a radio show. <laughs> Ter- Terry is under the desk laying down gaff tape on all the, the cables. I'm yeah. the boom operator. <laughs> so uh, my my job is to tell Fitz what our topics are because we kind of whip this together pretty quick, but I think... I think we'll go off topic pretty darn quick, but our first our first topic today, Fitz, is to talk about this RV8 Night Super from Flex Innovations. Go. Is there a word missing? <laughs> That's all I have. It RV8. RV8 Night Super. Super what? Pimp. Pump. Super. <laughs> super pimp. Pimp. It's pimp. Most super fun time pimp. machine. Yes. <laughs> Super happy fun time. There you go. <laughs> Don't taunt the RV8. It just seems like the word super is out of place. Should be like Super RV8 or RV8 Super Night. Or uh, well, I, that's a, yeah. Okay, it's it's an RV8 on that floats. There we go. How's that? Okay, so do they have a real RV8? Well, well, we're going to call done? it Carl. How's that? Carl. Okay, <laughs> the, the RV8 Carl. So the RV8 Night Carl. <laughs> Uh, So this is from Flex Innovations. If you're not familiar with Flex Innovations, this is run by uh, aerobatics extraordinaire Kiki Samazini. Is it? Is that how you pronounce his name? Kiki Samazini. He's got the well. He's got the most uh, elaborate uh, signature. We're gonna Uh, call him Carl too. Carl, yeah, Carl and Carl (laughs) Jr. Hey, like a. Anybody want a hamburger? so flex innovations is a fairly new company although they've been around for a little while it started i believe it was started by kiki uh he wanted to come out with his own designs i think he used to work with horizon if i remember correctly uh as one of their team pilots the guy i saw him fly once years ago at Seth, and it was everybody had their jaw on the floor just watching this guy fly uh really nice really smooth just just fantastic aerobatics the guy just probably does it in his sleep he's probably in the bed and his hands are 
mimicking the transmitter as he's sleeping in a dream. Uh, so he's come out. I think we talked about his flex jet before, which I've had a chance to fly, which was really nice. And he's got a few other planes. So I guess he's this. We talked about that VTOL thing, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. He's got a and VTOL. And by the way, thing. you're leaving out a significant portion of the Flex Innovations team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're, you're fired, Terry. <laughs> I mean, Fitz. <laughs> well, go, go fill me up. Well, <laughs> well, if I knew the... The story in detail, I would chime in, but it's not just Kike. There's yes. Seth Arnold and Dave, I believe it's, his last name is pronounced Ribby. Okay. Um, so I think we're just rambling on I, about stuff we know nothing about. Well, Kiki and friends. I'm being polite by saying we. Yeah, I was going to say, throw me under the bus. I'm terrible with names, so <laughs> please correct me. Well, I know it was in part started by Kiki. He's got some other guys whose names I've vaguely heard of who are probably very important. Uh, <laughs> also, very good pilots. Hey, they're it, very it, good pilots. It, it fits his defense. They don't know who fits is either. Yeah. So, so hey, <laughs> it's even Steven. That's right. Certain about uh, if they knew more about me, I'd know about more about them. All right. So add that to the list of people who would never be sponsors of our show. Uh, well, look I think, it up. I think we should invite all four on the show and just have them talk to Fitz. Yes. <laughs> I told you, I'm terrible with names. So, anyways. Uh, those guys who are pilots extraordinaire started their own business, and I guess one of the newest incarnations is an RV-8. It's fairly big. I think it's a 63-inch wingspan, uh, but it's a lot. It's not. It's like um, internally lit. It looks like on uh, a fuselage and wings and tail, uh, and it has an option for floats. Uh, did the real RV-8 have an option for floats? I imagine somebody must have done it. Can't think of yeah, offhand. That's a good question. You mean the full scale? Yeah, the full scale one. Yeah, huh. it's a home built, so I'm probably somebody did it. You keep talking, you're gibberish, and I'll look that up. And, uh, and consequently, we are in a, the period of Tenshaozo, which was on the third mark of not that the, gibberish. Okay, sorry. Uh, okay, well let me look. Uh, since I we haven't prepared at all for this stupid show, uh, let's see. It's got an aura. Eight. I'm gonna have to. We're going to have to bleep that part out. <laughs> <laughs> stupid as in crazy awesome. There you go. <laughs> is it stupid yeah, awesome, or is that what the kids say these days? I don't know. So they've got their Aura 8 control system that they've used in the other planes. I think it has some stability. Uh, yeah, it's a flight stabilizer unit. Uh, scale lines, less than one hour assembly. It's got a removable pilot, in case you want to remove the pilot. Uh, so EPO, foam wing, uh, carbon fiber structure. It's hollow. That's how they get the lights in through it. Uh, easy assembly, large flaps, light wing loading. It's got lights on inside, lights on the outside, spotlights, vortex generators. I, I like my planes with extra vortex in case I want to time travel. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here? Uh, wow, there's a lot of stuff on here. So we've got a 100 amp controller, separate PEC. I noticed it has a separate battery for the light. It uses a 3S2200 just for the lights. And the main power is a 6S. No, 5S, excuse me. Oh, 5 to 6S. 4,000 to 6,000. Wow, really? So you can cram a 6S, 6,000 in the thing and fly for days. I don't know if cram is the right word to use. <laughs> I don't know about days is the right word to use. <laughs> <laughs> you can... Let's heckle Fitz today. <laughs> I like that. I'm raising my hand. <laughs> I tell you, I get no respect. No respect. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, uh, was there any videos of this thing? Uh, we're here eagerly, just quick There's through. a video tab. Is there a video tab? Yeah. Yeah, there's a YouTube Welcome to the RC Roundtable. We make stuff up as we go. Oh, look at this. Seth Arnold. Do you know who Seth Arnold is? 
Yes. Is that one of the other partners? Yes. Thank you. See, well, I'm learning. So, Seth, if you listen to this, no disrespect. I'm just, I'm absolutely terrible with names. You didn't see the part where it's hovering? Uh, I'm just starting. Let's yeah. see. Oh, look at this thing. Wow, it flies uh, really slow, too. I mean, here's the thing. If you're going to build a plane and you're going to be creative and float over water, then your plane should have floats. Yes. <laughs> it's like just a little safety net right there. <laughs> yeah, and it should be made out of foam so it doesn't sink to the he's bottom. He's doing some really nice slow-speed aerobatics with it. Yeah, what, what's the prop on that thing? The thing is just like just hanging there. Yeah. 17 that's... and a half something. <laughs> a quarter scale prop on it. Uh, does it does it expand further once the throttle's all yeah. on? <laughs> does it stretch to nineteen? The telescope is probably half seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really so. nice. I mean, he's doing slow inverted passes with the thing. Uh, Looks like he's about yeah. to drag the tail in one scene. Does he? Does he? Does he? Does he? Uh, almost. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's. Hey Fitz, remember we have listeners and not viewers. Okay. Well, go to. Uh, if it's just going, whoa, look at, oh, yeah, did you see that? Well, look at that. Well, hey, well, we got a key grip, right? So make sure you got the camera in the right place, Terry. Uh, so, I got it. All right. So, anyway, we'll, we'll post links to the website. Go take a look at the videos. It's actually really nice. Uh, they have some night flying videos, looks like, as well, or uh, dusk flying videos. Knife edges. Well, he's doing an outside knife edge horizontal whatever you want to call it ah so this is uh flies much better than an rv8 should fly uh and uh, i didn't see any float vids oh there it is it's the last one and of course they have one of it flying off <laughs> i'm sorry you can't see the videos this is why we got to do more youtube stuff it's it's hovering over the water with the floats yeah yeah and he's touching the what did you think they were gonna do with it fly it on the wing like an airplane hmm no, that's too pedest pedestrian. Yes. All right, so you guys are reading specs and looking at videos. I think we need to talk about the novelty of this thing. So you've combined two different genres of things. We've got a float plane, and we've got a night flyer. Have you ever considered doing both at the same time? Because individually, they're a little bit challenging on their own. So would you feel comfortable throwing them both together? Yeah, I'd try it. I, I can't say I've ever flown at night over water, so... Yeah, I'd try it. It'd be fun. Yeah, I think it would be, but it seems like there'd be a little bit of a learning curve there. Yeah, it may be hard oh. to see the water level as you're landing. I'd yeah, be putting that, I'd be putting fun. little floaties on my wingtips and, and fly in the shallow <laughs> end. <laughs> gotta, gotta work my way out to the Just deeper end. Dip your toe <laughs> in. <laughs> Yeah. That'd be fun. Start, I wonder if any clubs have ever had a night float night fly. You got to half the water first. Well, your club has a pond, right? It does. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Oh my gosh, is this, is this a challenge accepted? Yeah. I don't know. I like to hear about it. If anybody listening has ever done that, uh, leave us a note on our Facebook page on uh, this episode. Be interested to hear anybody's experiences with that. Okay, so you might make fun of me, but part of me is thinking if we ever did a night float fly, I I would feel that it'd be necessary to put lights down at the, you know, water level to like shoot across the pond to give you some point of reference. Mm. Do you agree or disagree? Do you are you just saying just go no, for it? I, <laughs> you don't put that on the runway. What's different about it being a pond? 
I don't know. It's just like I, I, I think once I know it hits the ground, it's going to stay there. <laughs> and in the water, if I'm not at the right quite, not at the right angle, I'm going to dip that wing in. It's just going to roll over on its back. Yeah. What about just put it on a plane, like a spotlight, landing light on the plane? I just put one big strip on the bottom, aiming straight down, right? Well. Well, I think most modern night flyers are bright enough that when you get in proximity to the ground, you're you're illuminating where you're going to be. Yeah, I guess we need to find out if anybody else has done that. That's a shout out to our listeners. Have you ever done a night fly float? A night float fly? Or we can do like they did on the Lancasters for the uh, the dam buster raids. They had two light beams coming down at angles, and when the beams crossed, you knew you were at the right altitude. Yeah. You're not supposed to cross the beams. Don't cross the streams. <laughs> Don't cross the streams. Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Yeah. Now, I think the other elephant in the room, though, is the price tag. What about it? I like how it says the list price is six forty nine and the savings price is 90 bucks. So it's $559.99. How much was your course there again? Oh, don't even. <laughs> don't, no, I'm twitching now. I'm going to have a twitch the rest of the show. <laughs> That's the same size airplane, right? Uh, Close to a little it. bit, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. That's just what it costs. I was kind of surprised on how much the thing weighs. This, the, You know, I the just RV8. saw that. Tell That's us. 10 pounds. 10, 10 LBs. Wow. Yeah. But it's a pretty big airplane. 75 inch wingspan. Yeah. 65. Oh, I'm just saying. Oh, it is I 75. Little, I also got the leaf. I was a little sticker shocked at the uh, 559. That's all. All right. Well. Oh, okay. if I saw If I saw it looking up at it close, and, and you know, it's it's plug and play. So you, you just basically plug in that receiver and go. Um, but plug and play, I mean, you also need to get that big ass battery too. So throw in one other what? What do you think you can get for 6S5000? I don't know. I haven't bought batteries in a long time. I don't remember what they cost now. Oh, wait a minute. He's got some on here, doesn't he? 6S, 5200, let's say. That is 100 bucks. Okay. 120, sorry. 129. There's your, there's your savings. Out the window. <laughs> it's right back in the price. I don't know. Anyway. I'm usually the cheap one, and I think you guys are being uh, a bit critical on the price here. Hey, I didn't say I think it about fits the in with the comparable models. No, uh, I, I, I say that out of my my guide to buying stuff and had i not gotten the corsair and just pieced it together it's like it's like and i think i may have mentioned this in a previous podcast the the whole thing of this corsair is like this story about putting a frog in a boiling pot of water if you if you do it's going to jump out but if you put it in a cold pot and you slowly heat it up it won't know the difference that's what's happened to me with this corsair is that i got this thing cheaply and i keep throwing more parts on i don't realize what i've spent uh mm-hmm. but if you're i mean but if you're an rv lover and uh, a friend of mine is actually going to be building one out of his garage you know this is a plane you might go hey i'd love to just you know have that as a you know what do you call it a fan plane to to sit next to my real rv yeah yeah i would go with terry on this one i didn't realize how big it was i was looking at the wrong specs and so this thing has almost an 80 inch wingspan so this is this is a lot of plane and it's comparable floats have lights in them am i seeing that correctly do they i didn't notice that or maybe they're just bright because of the... I don't know. No, I think you're right. Oh, well, there you go. That's 150 bucks right there. Uh. <laughs> well, you look at what the... Uh, what is it? The big T28 from Horizon cost? It's about 80 inch. That was, that was about the same price range. 
Oh my god, he's correct. I'm looking at the manual for... I'm the only one who looks at the manual. There's a manual for the floats, and sure enough, there are LEDs in the floats. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> where's, the, where's the Where's the Rato <laughs> attachment? Rockets? Optional Rato. Yeah, optional Rato. <laughs> I like it. So the good news in all this, if there's good news, is I think Flex Innovations is at Flight Fest, where I'm planning to be tomorrow. Ah, and it's probably better now, but I think yesterday conditions were such that they could have flown this off of floats from the runway. Yeah, they should have just run out there and said, hey, everybody, demo time. Well, they might have. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Oh, yeah, it'd be great. Did a big storm but, pass um, over? Yeah, they had a lot of oh, rain yeah. yesterday, and there were a lot of people posting pictures and videos of the field being flooded. Yep. You need um, to go. the see- forecast is good for now. Yeah, go, go catch up with Josh, Josh Orchard, and uh, the other Josh, the other, other other josh <laughs> all the joshes yes because do the what, what was his nickname the gazelle <laughs> is that what they called him i don't know what you're talking about no he was they called him the gazelle because whenever there was like a possible fire out in the field he had to run oh out right the so go go chat with josh orchard tell us or find out if they did so many uh float plane demos during the rain right. but it well, looks my like my point was i'll be there tomorrow and maybe i'll get some eyes on the actual thing Ooh. and we can quit Pulling stuff out of our fanny to talk about it. <laughs> Maybe you could actually interview him. <clears throat> well, let's not get crazy. Get, the, <laughs> get crazy. Come on. Give, have them yes. say, well, let, let's tell you the real story. <laughs> so, so, Kiki, my friend Lee says this plane costs too much. What do you say? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. God, I've been blacklisted now. Thanks a lot. Oh, I, I, I probably Lee says you're crazy for charging that much money. <laughs> <laughs> Lee says you're Don't, crazy for charging money. Don't think I said the word crazy at all. <laughs> By the way, this is recorded, Terry, so I got proof. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Hey, all right. So edits. I wanted to say, I haven't really talked any negative about this plane. The, the price was just a sticker shock. But other than that, I do like the fact that the, the floats are lit up. So now I've got some ideas. So kudos. Yes, that's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. Now I'm now, but see now that the floats are lit, I'm thinking, okay, maybe you're right. Maybe I don't need to have uh, the water lit up. You got the floats already doing it for you. Uh, damn straight. You think it's that much more illuminated? With no, never mind. I don't <laughs> want to. Sure, get looks like it in the photo. <laughs> the photo looks like it's pretty darn bright. I didn't think about it until you said it. Yeah. All right. So we'll All have right. a picture of this lovely bird, and maybe maybe we'll have a picture from you if it's out there to to put on the page. Okay. All right. That that will be my mission, my prime goal. Go. Okay, go find the RV eight. Yep. All right. Please let's talk about something else. Yes. If we had a producer, he'd tell us what else to talk about. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, the producer would have pulled the plug ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you know I didn't? <laughs> this show is only fifteen minutes long. <laughs> it's all about me. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. All right, so Terry, you made a quick mention of Flight Fest. Uh, I guess Flight Fest Ohio is coming up this weekend. It's uh, 
It's, it's already actually, up. It started yesterday. Yeah. Oh, right. That's Today's right. Today's Friday. It started on Thursday. And if you're listening to it, it's last week. So you missed it. Yeah. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Quick, Marty, get back Too to your late. So you're making, how- uh, this is your second time going out there, if I remember correctly, right? That's true. All right. So second time is even more of a charm. Tell us uh, what's your plans for this weekend. Number one, pack waiters. <laughs> well, I don't know. I would assume that the field is going to soak up all that rain we talked about by mm. tomorrow. But I've talked about it on and off throughout the year. After going last year and experiencing what I could in one day and then talking to other people who have been there over multiple days, my goal for this year was to stay at least one night, but I wasn't able to work out my schedule to do that. So I'm doing another day trip. I'm going to leave early tomorrow morning and presumably come back late tomorrow night. Can you remind us how long of a drive it is for you? It's four hours from Buffalo. Okay, that's not terrible. That's not, no, it's that's not reasonable. So, uh, and I still think I can fit in a, a pretty full day by uh, getting there at 9 or 10 in the morning. So, so I'm not too concerned about that. But I have no... Uh, no firm plans on what I'm going to do. I'm just going to get there and lots of people I know are going to be there. Um, that includes people that I know in person from around here, as well as people that I only know over the interwebs that mm. I'll be meeting face to face for the first time. So I'm excited to tag up with people and see what there is to do this year. Yeah. Be sure to share some pics of uh, some of uh, some of our friends, any guests we've had on the show and that kind of stuff. It'd be really great to oh, yeah. I see that. Uh, you've picked out what planes you're going to take yet? Sort of. Um, yeah, I built, you know, I've been working on the yin-yang, the twin asymmetric. So I have the orange prototype, and I built another one during this week where I made some slight modifications. And so that one I need to maiden, and I'm planning to take it. I think I'm going to take my ultra micro aerotow rig with the C-47 and the Waco glider. Mm. Um, I'll probably take my ultra micro parallax. Mm, that's all I can think of for now. So I think I'll figure it out as I start loading the van. I'll see how much room's left and I'll just keep adding stuff till I'm out of room. And actually, I, I have to be careful because I don't want to take too much stuff to fly because I always feel obligated to fly everything I brought. And sometimes it just isn't practical. You end up sacrificing doing some of the other stuff to to fly a plane you've flown a hundred times before. So, yeah, we'll see. I'm going to play it by ear. You got anything for the combat thing they almost always do? Yeah, last year I took my uh, flight test arrow, which is just a flying wing, mm. and I flew that in the combat. And so I'm going to take it. I'm not sure if I'm going to do combat again, but I'll be ready for it. What they advice? do several sessions throughout oh the day. Oh, my God, you got to do combat. <laughs> yeah. My main driver for doing it is to capture some video from the fur, the fur ball, which I did last year, but the lighting wasn't that great. And I was actually getting some lag on my transmitter, lag. And, which made it uncomfortable to fly. Oh, oh, for so many well, people, maybe you're missing packets or yeah, something? Yeah, I think the, the radio waves are just saturated. Yeah. Well, go find Lane from Lane's Planes, because I saw yesterday he had his big paper airplane, his big pink paper airplane out. Uh, Maybe if he's got another one, just go bring some extra Velcro and say, hey, can I just slap my run cam on this thing? <laughs> like, at, least, at least get some coverage for us. Is, is Lane's Planes going to be there? Oh, yeah. he is. He's oh, there. oh yeah. th- that reminds me. i tell you about the story of my uh, incident I had with a CUDA a few weeks ago. 
No. I don't think so. Oh, oh sorry. Okay. Uh, sorry, Terry. We're going to put Terry on hold for a second while we hear Fitz talk about his CUDA incident. Okay, so I have a, well, I was at a fly-in, uh, one of the local ones. First time I've been there is at the Brazoria County. Uh, never been out to that field, and they had a uh, fly-in. It was actually pretty nice, uh, even though it was really windy. Uh, and another club member was there, and he had a CUDA. And a foam or balsa? Uh, balsa. Okay. It was a balsa one. I think he built it as the, he built the kit. Yes. Uh, really nice. And I, and uh, we get along really well. And he says, hey, you want to try to fly the CUDA? I'll let you fly it. And I said, okay. I never flown one before. So he said, yeah, it's easy. We'll just launch it. And it kind of just goes where you point it. And uh, I was flying it around. It, it, they fly really nice. They're really nice flying planes. This was, his was pretty fast, too. The thing was screaming. I did a few screaming passes, flew it around. And I was thinking, hey, this thing's got a neat fort swept wing. And I asked him, hey, how does it stall? Have you ever stalled it and he goes no i've never stalled it i don't know how it stalls here let me show you and of course me brilliant me <laughs> says well let's give it a try so i i go up and i pull back and i pull the power i feed in some up elevator and it's really acting really nice and and it did really well until it went into the flat spin <laughs> and i didn't come out uh-oh <laughs> yeah i flap spun that sucker all the way into the ground uh, but, but fortunately it landed in some fairly tall grass and it, and we both laughed it off. It didn't, it didn't hurt anything. Uh, so, um, now he's got a sticker on it says, do not stall. <laughs> do not stall. <laughs> uh, we, we, we discussed CG, CG might be a little bit further. It flew fine. So I don't know if it's, maybe I just did an aggravated thing with it, but, uh, he, he thought he might put a little bit more nose weight in it to prevent it from doing that. But, um, so yeah, you can flat spin one of those four swept wing things in, into a. Plus, it's a pusher, right? So once you get into that c configuration, it's kind of hard to get it out unless you have a lot of altitude. I probably could have gotten it out with a bit more altitude, but uh, as, as it was, I couldn't. So we just watched it flutter to the ground. So, so I'm going to pull a tear here and let uh, let our listeners know that that's Lane's planes. <laughs> His CUDA, his CUDA, in case you didn't know, but he's got a CUDA. I'm sure he's got tons of CUDAs. He's got a the, bunch uh, of different fest. ones. They're really neat planes. If you haven't, mm -hmm. if you know what, don't know what one is, look it up. It's uh, a yeah. really neat. We'll have a, we'll have a link on our, yeah. our on the podcast. Uh, at some point, so. I might need to get one myself. Right. Now back to Terry. Yes. <laughs> What was I saying? <laughs> you might see Lane there. <laughs> and the more you know. Yeah, he's one of the people on my list to go introduce myself to. He's a real so nice I, guy. He's real yeah, nice. I thought I would be able to do that last year, but he wasn't able to make it. So fast forward to this year. All right. So um, stuff you're bringing. What are you excited about bringing? Come on, talk about it. I'm not so much excited about the stuff that I'm bringing, but oh. I'm more excited about the stuff that I might see there. Because you guys know, that's the, one of the things about Flight Fest. You, it's a, a hotbed of creativity. Yeah, all the goofball well, stuff you see there. All that yin-yang is going to just, I think it's going to get uh, a lot of looks. No, it's going to, no. <laughs> that's what she said. No. Yeah. Very Fitz, subtle compared Fitz to a lot got, of the stuff that'll be. Every time we say yin-yang, Fitz gets the giggles. I mean, he cannot stop it. <laughs> but so that it means is, it's the perfect name. It's a pretty plane. I saw it when you texted us the finished uh, paint job and all that. It looks really good. What, you just called it pretty? Sexy? Hot? Indeed um, he did. Okay. Thanks. Bow, bow, wow, wow. I don't know if I'd call it that. Unique, okay, but pretty is... Did you have a filter yeah, on it when baby. you took the photo? The <laughs> <laughs> soft filter? the lines? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's just uh, two bucks fuselage, fuselages, 
and a Hershey bar wing. It's... Well, I don't see fingerprints on it. I don't see <laughs> tears. Rest- <laughs> it looks good. I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, take the damn sense. compliment, Terry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you, kind sir. Yes. I'm happy with the way the paint job came out and the finish on it and all that. that okay. In that respect, yes. Thank you. I agree and, with you. And I'm sure it'll fly just as good as it looks. I'm sure it will. All right. Don't throw that sucker into the combat, please. No matter how many times people ask you to, <laughs> especially the little kids. Yeah. Um, so like I was saying, I'm interested to see some of the other cool stuff that'll be there. Um, I, I know there's going to be some interesting stuff because people have put teasers on the, the flight fest their flight test fans page. And then there's always stuff that's a surprise. So yeah, there will be plenty of things to look at. Well, I want to tell you, I was going through some notes from last year. Actually, I found some audio recording that uh, Terry and I, Terry, uh, Fitz and I made when we were talking to people. So we would just chat and I would record our conversations. And one of them was, I was recording during combat what I was seeing. And I was laughing. Did Fitz know you were recording? Yeah, he he was interviewing some people. (laughs) But we were on the flight line watching combat and I was just laughing because I was listening to myself just giggle because it was the first time I'd seen the the flight combat and my favorite part was this guy was flying a hobby zone champ with the battery hanging out and and everything else was going by him 10 times you know the speed he was and he was just like flying right in the middle no one was hitting him and everybody was saying go get the champ get the champ and that little guy just flew that and of course remember how windy it was Fitz yeah yeah I mean he he wasn't making much progress and nobody could hit him you know and I just thought that was the funniest thing seeing a a little champ that was just an easy target just avoid the mayhem so So it's a tortoise and hare kind of deal it it was and I mean he and he landed you know because no one hit him and then I remembered that uh, Max Austin's friend when they were doing combat Max didn't secure his battery very well, and so we have in-flight video of it, and someone knocked his 3S2200 out of the back because it was dangling, and his plane just landed. <laughs> just this <laughs> perfect landing without the battery, you know, because everything just shut off. But, did you and find I rem- the battery? I did. I found the battery, which is hilarious. I thought that was the best part. So, anyway, uh, lots of fun watching the combat, so I hope you get some good footage for us. Well, yeah, and that's kind of why I'm not 100% on doing combat because my experience from last year tells me that it's more fun to watch than to participate in. <laughs> it's very overwhelming to, to fly with that many planes in the sky at once. And there's not an, at least I don't have enough situational awareness to kind of make any sort of strategy. It's just, you're just pointing and going and trying to stay in the air. So. Mm. I think when you step back and see the bigger picture as an observer, it's to me a little bit more entertaining. Well, I'm looking at the uh, schedule of events and there, there's a lot of different combat sessions. So you have plenty of time to participate and watch. There's a whole bunch of them, at least two, three a day. You're not the boss of me. Yes, I am. Oh, I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) We're giving you, we're giving you business instructions now. Yeah. You have a tiny whoop? I do. They have a tiny whoop party at night. <laughs> okay. It says here, tiny whoop party. So I don't know if that's for tiny whoops or it's just for small whoops. <laughs> um, <laughs> I assume they set up an obstacle course and a tent or something? It says volunteer tent and it's for a They do that kind of thing at um, Neat Fair too. 
Mm, so we got a Nightfly, Combat, Streamer, Funfly, Pilot Meeting, Open. Not, I mean, that their schedule is pretty basic. It's basically Combat and Flying. Uh, but, <laughs> but I did see the Tiny Woop which, Party. Which could be both. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interchangeable yeah, The Open there. Flying is not that dissimilar from Combat. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, too. <laughs> well, it's I definitely laws this, of the jungle out there. Go ahead, I Lee. mentioned this to Austin. Uh I was a little disappointed that no one had shared video from Flight Fest Texas last year when we did the streamer flying. Did you happen to see that, Fitz? Streamer flying. I remember the streamer flying, but I don't remember if I took any video. I probably took a little bit. Well, I think one of the jokes I had on the podcast was that they were charging like a dollar for the streamers. And, and Josh was ribbing me about like, what are you complaining about the cost? I was like, I said, how was it? It's just like, that's a unique little marketing ploy to say, hey, we're doing streamer flying. Oh, by the way, the streamers are in the, uh, the store tent. And, the, and so, uh, but Get I just streamers here. <laughs> yeah, that would be, even, that would be awesome. <laughs> Someone with a little cart by their neck, you know, cigarettes, streamers. <laughs> <laughs> Lipo batteries, uh, the uh, <laughs> hot glue sticks, uh, <laughs> party tricks. <laughs> I love it, old Lipo store guy. Anyway, yes, that's great. Uh, but we had, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 planes with streamers on them. I had brought my very fond uh, Easy Star, Multiplex Easy Star, my original. And tape the streamers to it, but it was so windy that a lot of us were just hovering like kites, and it was really pretty. And I remember with some people walking around us because we the pilots were kind of grouped together. That you know, a lot of guests, parents who were just sitting around, they were talking about how cool it was. And I haven't seen any photos from that, and I thought that was cool. So, if you happen to see that happen, I was terrible English. If you see that, Terry, would you please get some pictures? (laughs) I feel like Fitz. (laughs) You you can't pronounce words. I can't put them in order. (laughs) Terry corrects us. So anyway, uh, so are you going with anybody else? Are you um, are you planning to hang out with anybody in particular? Are you just hoping to find a spot and work your way to the flight line? Well, I'm driving there by myself, but I'm meeting people there. Uh, People that have, uh, a friend of mine left yesterday morning, so he's already camped there. And like I said, there's other people that I know are coming from around the country that I'm planning to tag up with. Who is this friend you speak of? We need to know. I just several friends. No, who's the one you're meeting? Oh, my friend Mark, who's my flying buddy around Uh here. Ah, is this the the guy who's going to start taking pictures for you? Uh... I don't remember saying that, but sure, let's say yes. <laughs> we, we put him on the spot now. <laughs> well, <laughs> Fitz and I know that you, you've you always been looking for someone to help photograph your aircraft in, in flight, so I feel for you. Mm. Yeah. All right. I'll send Mark, real. Fitz and I will send Mark care packages and say, take care of our buddy. <laughs> <laughs> all right on that note uh we'll have a good time send us pictures update uh, our facebook uh, social media whatever so yes so li- please, please do happy. that all yes. right please i'll do my best one picture a day that's all i ask one picture a day at least oh, minimum. To post. oh. i thought you might you want me to take one picture a day no, I'm not. I can do that. No, can you do it? post post something on our face. It's uh, social media. We were talking social media. Can you do a live Please. live broadcast while you're out there? He, I don't know if they have good uh, uh, cell coverage. Is cell cur- yeah, uh, maybe. I'll give you a firm possibly. We have to. What? We have to live vicariously through you. So you yeah. must, you know, just put a camera on your head and walk around. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not. I might get dizzy though. I'm not used to being that tall. <laughs> Anywho, all right, all right, all right Mr. Producer. <laughs> What's up next? I've lost the show. Uh, well, you actually, never had it. <laughs> Fitz, we're going to talk about you and your boat event, and the one I attended. Oh, so. boats! I, I, me land lovers. I had a boat boating event. <laughs> she was a fine lass of a sea cruiser. Yes, so, <laughs> uh, so yes, I had uh, my another one of my semi-annual quarterly boat event things here in uh, South Houston. Uh, it's a, it's it's turned into quite a beast. Where we oh, have, yeah? yes, we have quite a it continues this, to grow. It continues to grow. I think we have one of our best showings ever. Last time, despite it being a Fourth of July holiday. And the weather was uh, pretty decent. The wind was low, so us the sailboats had a tough time of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I know Lee, Lee showed up. Him and his son Austin, uh, and uh, Nathan, his son, Nathan was there. Nathan was there. Yeah, buddy Nathan yeah. came all the way from Louisiana. Uh, since oh, he wow. moved out of town, but he said it really wasn't that bad of a drive compared to where he lived up uh, in the other part of town where he used to live. So it was almost. You know, you're saying Louisiana. I'm pretty sure he said Beaumont. Beaumont. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Louisiana border. I get tired of correcting fit. So sorry. I just let that one go. Technically, it's all Texas, of a sudden, yes. all of a sudden, Nathan moves to Baton Rouge. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, Nathan. I, I don't know why I kept saying Louisiana. Almost Louisiana. Louisiana I was just... west. I, I ribbed Nathan for not bringing all his cool boats, though, because the yeah. last time I saw him there, which was maybe a year and a half ago, he had some really cool stuff. And all this year, he uh, this year he just brought a Victoria, which, yeah. funny enough, that's what I brought. I brought a Victoria, yeah. too. Ooh, race some suckers. Yeah, he said... Uh, that was... Well, he, uh, he said his paddle boat that he had to scratch built was disassembled, and he's building a new one, mostly 3D printed, so that's one reason. <laughs> turbo. He and he brought a friend, turbo too, paddle boat. which was really nice. Yeah, Turbo. <laughs> Uh, so he brought a friend. I had a really neat sailboat. So I imagine it may have not have had a whole lot of room in the car for a lot of stuff. So uh, it was really, uh, it's a nice, again, if you're not familiar with this, I have, a, I sort of started running a boat event. It's not a competition per se, but we throw a few buoys in the water, just have some fun racing around buoys with the sailboats. And this time some power boats. And we... Oh, we got to talk about the power boat. Yeah, That's yeah. kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. That just, was neat. Yeah, just real quick. Uh, so it's an eclectic mix of everything. So we have sailboats, paddle boats, airboats, regular boats, sailboats, submarines, whatever. Boat soup. Boat, boat soup. gumbo. Yeah. <laughs> boat gumbo. Yes. If it floats, you can put it in the water. Just... Uh, just we don't really care as long as it's electric or wind power we don't can't have glow or gas power due to the park regulations uh, but it's a really nice park it's got a it's usually deep enough for what we need the water's relatively clear uh guys seem to come from all over the houston area to join us and beyond now that nathan showed up and with his friend so it, i do it every once every two or three months not a whole lot but it's it's enough to get out of your system people show up with some really nice stuff it's usually a good mix of stuff usually we have somebody new shows up somebody different so anyways uh as lee mentioned uh one of our uh guys that shows up regularly phil Rinquest and his friends they bought some power boats did you take a close look at them lee <laughs> you know where he got them right yeah harbor freight Harbor Freight. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Harbor Freight specials. And they ran much better than we deserve from being from Harbor Freight. I, I think the rule was you bought a stock Harbor Freight boat. Yeah. You could replace the radio gear and you could only upgrade to a 2S LiPo and then they'd have a race. And yeah. it was it was neat. That sounds like fun. Yeah, these For, these had differential thrust. They didn't have a rudder. There's two motors on it 
and it, they steered by uh, just by adjusting the speed of whatever motors on whatever side. Ooh, I've got a boat like that that I've never used. I'll have to play with it. This works surprisingly well. You wouldn't have not have known just watching it that it didn't have a rudder. Watching it run, uh, and the speeds are fairly decent for that kind of toy boat. And they're fairly big too, weren't they, Lee? They were like twenty-four inch, maybe. Yeah, but Terry will get a kick out of this because I kept speeding by them with the Pro Boat on three S. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you expect for fifty bucks? Yeah, it was yeah, 50, 60 bucks. But yeah, that was that was kind of cool. And we actually were at Harbor Freight yesterday, and I was like, I ain't going. No, <laughs> I so thought about it. A, this uh, rechargeable speedboat, fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you, a lot of times they'll have twenty twenty five percent off coupons too, so you pick one up. And it comes up. I think it came with a battery, NICADs or nickel metal hydrides. And so we want some cheap fun. That's actually a really good option. I think they work really well. I I don't know how. You said 24 inch. At that price, you're getting near a hobby grade boat. Yeah, it's. Not, I was going to uh, say that's about how I felt, Terry, because I bought a boat. I mean, it was years ago, but I got yeah. a boat from Toys R Us that was a little yacht that I did the same thing. I took out all the gear and I replaced it with my receiver and a 2S LiPo and, and enjoyed the heck out of it. But I don't think I paid more than 40 bucks. Yeah. I would think if you can find a used one on Craigslist or, like you said, Fitz, get a coupon, maybe. But I, like I said, I'm the cheap one. I wouldn't drop 60 bucks on a toy to RC conversion. No, Did Terry just no. say he's the cheap one? <laughs> no, <laughs> After getting all I'm that not... razzing about the RV8, I got the cheap? <laughs> no, what you do is you wait for them to have the 25% off coupon, and then you pick it up for 45 bucks. Yeah, that's probably at my upper threshold for this. Yeah. Yeah, I, would I wouldn't pay full price for it, but at, at forty five bucks, I'd probably deeply consider it. But the the premise is good. If you have a little group of guys you like hanging with, you may have a pond. You you make this little contest. You know, you say you go out and you buy a stock Harbor Freight. Here here are the regulations, and you go out and have fun. Yeah, there was like three or four of them out there at one point. Huh. And they're all very all evenly right. matched, so it was a driving skill that really <clears throat> made the difference. Sure. So. Well, well, I did they all a, have upgraded radios? Uh, I don't remember. I, uh, you know, I think one guy had the stock, but otherwise I think Phil had his so, upgraded. Is it a bang-bang system? <laughs> no, I don't remember. <laughs> I forgot that. I was too busy to really look at it in too much detail. I thought they were proportional. Oh, yeah. okay. But I, a I, digital I, proportional I'm, radio control system. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm intrigued. But only slightly. No. I think I would probably get it just so I could race around with them for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. And can you get replacement props and things like that? I have no idea. That's what a 3D printer's for. Yeah. Uh... (laughs) No, for that, it probably would work. It wouldn't absorb water over time? You're not in the water long enough. Am I overthinking this? You're overthinking it. My my submarine has 3D printed parts in it, and that, and that stays in the water a long time. I haven't had any, any issues with it. Okay. PLA. These are biodegradable 3D printed parts, and I haven't had any issues <laughs> with it. All right. So I'm, we got derailed. Talk about De- your event. And at some point, get to the part where a speedboat and a sailboat met. <laughs> Well, let's get straight to that then. Uh, that was the speedboat was driven by somebody you know, uh, and I don't remember who drove the sailboat. Don't. That was it. Was Austin? Was it Austin's? That's Austin's sailboat. Okay, I saw it happen, and it was just he was just driving the speedboat around. He came around and just just wasn't paying attention or wasn't looking came ahead out of him. Nowhere. She came from behind. 
Did you see it, uh, Lee? Has it no, happened? No, but I looked at I looked at Austin when I saw it. I go, "What the heck happened?" Because the boat ran into me. It's yeah, just sitting on top of the deck. I I, <laughs> I saw it as it happened. He just kind of made a nice leisurely turn and then whack. <laughs> I'm like, did you not see the sailboat there? <laughs> well, I just shout out to Austin because you know I think I, my first knee jerk reaction would have been. You know, what the heck? But Austin was just laughing. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look and like it was, hurt anything. And I think he was probably mad he didn't have his GoPro on there to catch yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, in all fairness, he wasn't going that fast, which means he probably should even easier to miss the sailboat. But uh, so I doubt, it didn't look like it hurt anything as soon as it happened. It's like, uh, okay. So neither boat was hurt? No, not that I could tell. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. So no, no bruised feelings, no black eyes. No, no. No, no. Yeah. No, no. That's good. The other guy was sorry, and like I said, Austin laughed it off, and they just separated. <laughs> I think they uh, floated back to the, the shore, right, before they could separate? Yeah. <laughs> we, we we had a couple of dead boats, too. We had, um, let's see, we had a little girl show up with this little teeny little boat that was really cute. And she drove around for quite a while, and I think she, she killed the battery on it. And we had to try to push it back. We used two or three different boats to try to push it back. Uh, and then we had another speedboat, a catamaran, I think, if I recall, also got was dead in the water. And I ended up pushing that back with Phil's tugboat. Uh, Phil almost always brings this really neat tugboat. And it's good size, and basically it's communal. We just passed it transmit around to different people they here drive this for a while it's it doesn't go very fast you can't really get into trouble with it and the battery lasts all day so he just says yeah just give it to somebody let them flood driving around uh so it's really really nice of him real generous to let them people so it's usually if somebody new shows up or somebody we've had a, usually a couple people new club members or whatever show up and they didn't bring a boat i just here just drive this around for a little while so that gives them something to do they can participate in the fun not just a spectator or so is it like the boats at the amusement park that you usually have to put a quarter in to drive but yeah except better there's, there's oh no yeah, yeah. <laughs> the quality is we way should better. put a little quarter slot on the side of the transmitter <laughs> <laughs> yeah a little uh, timer the transmitter shuts off yeah. after the quarter after yeah. 10 minutes well <laughs> a shout out to phil he is a great ambassador of boating he is such a giving person. Yeah. And I want to tell you a little funny story for me is that uh, we were trying to race. This is, <laughs> I, I know I'm like, I'm shaking like my fist going, oh, I hated that. We had no wind because the last thing I want to do is put a sailboat in the water and just watch it sit there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it probably would have gone faster in a bathtub than what we were dealing with out there. But I, Nathan was, ha- Nathan had his boat in the water. I had mine in the water. And at one point, Nathan was having an issue with his uh, main servo. And without even, like, saying anything, he was bringing it back to shore. And Phil walked out there and started tweaking with it. <laughs> Nathan's just sitting in his chair going, that's Phil. He's making my boat faster. <laughs> it was great. But but he does that. I mean, Phil's a great guy. He did, he, like, he hands off his transmitter and says, here, try this boat. Here, do this. And uh, I know he and my, my neighbor, Steve, had a, have a really good time when they race uh, in their little regattas. And he's just such a giving person. So if you guys are in the Houston area and you're into to boating, I've got to set you up with Phil. He lives over in Bridgeland, which is in northwest Houston. And he has some events up there. And he's just like, guys, if you want to come out and hang with us, just come on over. And I'm sure he'll be happy to give you advice or tips or you know suggestions on stuff. And he's also a sail maker. So he does. Uh, he's one of the most popular guys in Houston that makes sails out of Mylar. And uh, again, very nice guy and couldn't say anything uh, bad about him at all. We had a great time talking with him at lunch. Yeah. He was telling us about some guy he got a boat from and this guy like goes back and forth to you. Can you remember the story, Fitz? 
about a boat he got from a guy who like do, did business in the UK and oh yes yes yes. yes. Yeah, RC boat, but it was like a scale warship of some sort. Okay. Yeah, like the price on it was like twelve hundred dollars at first, and then after several several trips, the guy finally worked the guy down to like two hundred dollars. Anyway, just it was just cool stories he has. Yeah. Anyway, it was it was a great event. Uh, Fitz, thanks a lot. We we had fun as usual, and uh, I want to you know add to the fun story. Austin brought his timber with floats, and <laughs> uh, that, that I didn't see it. I saw nothing. It didn't happen. Okay, well, while Fitz was blinded by his submarine and <laughs> showing off his... Rev- Austin flew his little uh, timber with floats on the other side of the pond. The UMX? The UMX timber. Oh. And boy, he, he got a lot of people interested. And I'm going to tell you right now, two timber sales happened because of that flight. <laughs> you know, Two guys approached Austin, asked him all a bunch of questions, and they were like, oh, I'm, I'm getting one of those. So... It was neat. He, he did really good. Yeah. Some nice touch and goes. A couple of times the wingtip dipped, but with those, uh, or excuse me, with no wind, it was perfect for that. So, really neat. Ambassador Austin. Ambassador Austin. Yes. Ambassador Phil. And uh, yeah. Havoc Havoc fits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one last thing. I guess we should, we touched on it, but uh, Phil it does have a group of sailboaters up in uh, your area, Lee, as you know, that they race every Saturday mornings, I believe is what he said. Uh, so if you want more information, uh, give us a shout out. We'll give you some more information if you're interested in that. He did mention he's trying to revive the Star 45 sailing class as well. So uh, if you want to get into sailing, he's the guy to get in touch with uh, in the Houston area. And we should point out, and I think we've talked about it before, that I approached RC sailboats very skeptically. Skeptically? How would you? Anyway. Yeah. I wasn't, I didn't think it would be fun, but... It's surprisingly fun. It's challenging. It is. Yeah, it is. It's one of the things yeah. that it's easy to do, but hard to do well kind of thing. Yeah. So I Or challenging, not hard. For anybody who's poo-pooing it because they think it's not loud enough, uh, give it a try. You mm. might change your mind. Yeah, it's funny. I probably would have never gotten into sailboats until somebody... Two things happened. One, um, somebody gave me one years and years and years ago when I worked at a hobby store. He gave me... His, it was almost a toy quality one, but he says, here, you can have this as long as you driving around some and that was my first experience with a little sailboat it was um uh, what do you call it lukewarm because it was because it was sort of toy quality it had a very limited range so it'd get out about 50 feet and then lose the signal mm-hmm. uh but it was enough to get me kind of interested in it and it's like well, this is kind of neat and uh some years later, I was uh, at a hobby shop when I lived back and lived in the Dallas area. I was really friendly with the owner. And I walked in, and he goes, hey, you want a sailboat? I'll give you a really good price on it. Customer ordered it, brand new in the box, never picked it up. I'll give you a sweet deal on it. And and the history was made because I kept that boat for <laughs> until the last couple of years. And that was probably almost 20 years ago. And uh, the only reason I got rid of it is because I got to sea wind, which was pretty much the same type of boat. So... Uh, yeah, if you haven't tried a sailboat, give it a shot. Just try it once. Or if you know somebody has one, give it a shot. You'd be surprised how entertaining it is and relaxing and cathartic. And welcome to the RC Roundtable, where we talk about boats. (laughs) 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 Anyways. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, I got a little off. All right, we've been yapping about boats for a while. Yes. I'm curious to hear about your submarine. So you can tell me now, or we can save that for another time. Well, we talked about the submarine before, haven't we? 
I thought this was a new thing or an old project you finally got going. Yeah, well, I've had this old Ravel Type 7 German U-boat for quite some time now. It's a 172nd scale plastic model that I converted into an RC submarine, which is pretty common for this particular plastic model. And they have an a American one, a Gato fleet sub that's even bigger. It's really nice. Uh, and I've been running for a while. And then the last time I took it out, the last regatta we had, it I the piece was missing and some things weren't working right and I was kind of frustrated with it and, and mad at the world and shaking my hand at the moon and that kind of stuff. Uh, so uh, I decided to look at it closely and fix it up and it's got, I think I put a new battery in it. Oh, the servo died. One of the dive plane servos, it stripped out or something like that. So I went through it pretty methodically and cleaned it up and got it working again so i took it back out this last time and uh oh and the weight was wrong too i changed batteries changed the weight it all kind of, it was like one of those perfect storm with just just things that went wrong with it so anyways i was real happy because this last time out it was actually running really well it was making good dives i was sailing it underwater i, I think i let a, a person or two try it um it's, i had a couple of near misses of boats driving over it and it was, it was, I had a good time with it so I really I keep saying this but I really need to finish it and paint it up it's not painted it's kind of natural gray plastic uh, and it's missing all the details and deck guns and stuff so I've been really um, I do have another submarine project too in in the works I won't go into much details but so no Lee uh, Terry it's not a new sub it's just refurbished I guess you could say hmm, okay yeah I've never seen you run one of yours in person I don't think so I'd be interested to see how that ah. looks. They're, they're, they're really neat. It's almost like flying an airplane underwater in a, in a way that you can barely see. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's right, because once it went down, all of a sudden it would pop up somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. There were a few times that I, I completely lost sight of it, and I just had to guess where it was, or I just pull up, and then it, kind of, it pops up. Yeah, you need to work on your marketing a little, but... Marketing? I, what do you mean? Yeah. It's a whole lot of fun when you can see it. <laughs> it is. It was a whole lot of fun when you can't see it, too. It was like, okay, where'd it go? Yeah. Where's it coming up? Yeah. Did I leave it underwater, or did I pull it back up? Did I hit anything? Have I whacked any turtles? <laughs> did, did it find the other boat that I've lost? <laughs> the I need to do. Find another stupid boat I lost. Uh, I don't know. It's probably a home for some weird sea creatures. Is there a graveyard of RC boats out there? Uh, probably. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That time at the time at, uh, at the park near downtown Houston, uh, Herman Memorial Park, uh, we used to run boats at that big uh, rectangular pond they have there, the reflecting pool thing. Yeah. Uh, and I went out there one time, and in the middle of the pool was a boat, an RC boat. It was kind of half in, half out of the water. And nobody was around. Like, what? Somebody left their boat in the middle? It looked like it stop for some reason so i had my boat so i started pushing it back to shore to try to get it because it was sinking and lo and behold the guy shows up he had apparently gone home to find another boat to go pull it back ah. and so i'm in the middle of pushing it back with my boat he probably thought i was trying to steal it or something but it seemed like he looked at me a little bit suspiciously at first but i explained to him no I was, this thing was sinking i was trying to pull it back so free boat free boat yeah no, i want to pull it back and just set it there and wait for somebody yeah uh, anyways, that's right, well, cool. it. So, so if you're in the Houston area, give us a shout out. I can add you to a mailing list that I have. If you want to come see the boats, I'll send out. I usually send out a mailing list saying, "Hey, the next event is going to be X day. Uh, be there, be square, that kind of stuff." Yeah. 
Admission is $10. I'll be in the parking lot taking cash. <laughs> That's the best part. It's absolutely free. Oh, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Producer. Oh, well, we were going to talk about going to Samano's. Oh, yeah. We went to the hobby store after the uh, boating event. Uh, we have a local hobby shop called Samano's. Really neat guy. Always and really good to us. And he just, he, for various reasons, he had to move his shop to a new location. And since Lee and uh, Nathan and a few other people were in, uh, were here, they said, hey, let's go take a trip down to the new place to see what it looks like. Because uh, even I hadn't seen it as after he had really moved in. I went just as he moved in, but it was like nothing on the, sh- on the shelves or anything. So this was after about a week of him moving in. So you know, I was curious to see. And I'm sure Lee was too. In fact, Lee, tell us. You take oh, it from well, here. It, 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 you guys were saying it was like a lot further, but it really wasn't too far from his previous spot, which is nice. But uh, it's a nice little store. He was still setting it up when we got there, but I went because I needed to see if he had fuel for my Sato FA45. In Fitz our last... doesn't have fuel? Fitz doesn't have fuel? I thought Fitz produced fuel. He does, but it was fuel he made for the Cox 049s. I figured now that I had my engine running, I was going to get a fresh can of uh, 15%. Okay. Anyway, so yes, he had it, and I went ahead and picked up some Power Master, and <clears throat> just jumping to the end, uh, I ran it in the Sato, and I don't sense anything different. <laughs> so so out there, if you have a, an eight-year-old can of uh, glow fuel that you've been sitting in a you know nice, cool area, it's probably okay. Because <laughs> the fresh can and side to side didn't feel like it made a difference. <clears throat> so, anywho, uh, yeah, it was a nice little store. And then while we were there, Austin was eyeing the Switch Air, right? The inductric Switch Air. Yeah. And we had flown that in New Jersey when we were at the AMA Expo a couple months ago. And uh, it was kind of cool. And Austin was like, oh, that's cool. I said, yeah, hey, go ahead and get it. <laughs> so. He's been having fun, but I'll tell you, I just, you know, it's, kids will be kids. Uh, I told him, I said, be careful with it. Don't break it. So he flew it with the switch air for a while. He flew it as the quad for a while. And then he downloaded the, uh, uh, what do you call it? Hydro, not hydro. Hovercraft. Air, hovercraft. Thank you. God, I'm sorry. Couldn't get out of my head. So he downloaded the hovercraft planes from flight test, uh, ran it all over the floor, picking up cat hair left and right. And then I don't know what happened, but, uh, a couple hours later, he goes, Dad, I need new motors for my... <laughs> so less than 48 hours, he's already broken a motor. Broken already? This thing. Yeah. Uh, um, I think he... That's impressive. Are you sure? Yeah, he Pull... pulled the wire out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, push it back in. Yeah, and the thing is about these motors, they're not the they're not the standard inductress motors. I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but they're they're inductrix pro motors and you have to buy them in a set, which is how they get you, and they're thirty bucks. Uh, and it's like thirty bucks for a thing I paid fifty bucks for. Yeah. Each motor or like a set of motors? The set of motors is thirty bucks. Oh, okay. But you can't buy them individually. And you used to be able to buy them, you know, I think you could, counterclockwise and clockwise motors. Yeah. So you just buy two, but now you have to buy them in a set of four. So I'm hoping someone out there, uh, you know, <laughs> I say someone, <laughs> some questionable store has compatible motors that aren't so expensive. Yeah, I want to share my experience here because when I was upgrading the micro C47 to try to get some more power out of it, I figured out that it uses the same motors as the Inductrix, the Tiny Whoops, whatever. 
And there's actually a fairly sizable market of hop-ups for tiny whoops, including all different brushed motors. What is it, seven and a half millimeter or eight millimeter or something? So, yeah, you have options. Yeah, you might be able to find some cordless motors or something for it. Yeah, I, I, this is kind of, okay, I, don't, I didn't want to go off too much on this, but, you know, after this happened, I'm looking at the price, and I'm going, here's the thing that gets me, is there there are no specs, of, I know why now, but there are no specs on these motors on Horizon's website as far as size or KV, mm-hmm. so you, you're you not able to compare these to other, like you said, hop-ups, because yep. they know they don't want you doing that. And it really is frustrating for me because I don't know. Um, so as a consumer going, wow, 30 bucks for four new motors when I only need one, that's ridiculous. And I, I'm, I am, I'm, I'm, maybe I'll call you offline, Terry, and say, where do I go to try to find compatible motors? Because I'd rather just buy one or two than spending this kind of money. And of course, I had to pay shipping too. So we're, we're talking crazy, crazy money for a little toy. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to poo-poo Horizon. They, you know, they have to turn the lights on too. But the, I think you have some options here you're not aware of that can better suit your needs. All right. Well, I'm going to start looking for, uh, and he's like, can I have it? Can I get it tomorrow? I want to find it. I said, no. <laughs> I said, you know, you're going to keep things running a little longer than 20, you know, 48 hours. So anyway, but it was cool. He had a great time. And I love the fact that he did, you know, <laughs> what do you call it? The triple threat, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, quad yeah. I mean, for 50 and, bucks, that's, uh, that's a pretty good little package. It is. It's and very he, versatile. And he was having fun, and I'm all I'm okay with it. But it's like when he told me he broke it, boy, my eyes just rolled in the back of my head. <laughs> <laughs> but I yeah, I'll tell you, having run mine as a hovercraft, it picks up any sort of dust and hair and gets wrapped around those prop shafts. And so I'm constantly pulling props off and cleaning out the goop. So get yeah. him in that habit. Maybe the motors will last longer. I was going to say, keep it in the air. Keep it off the cat hair floor. <laughs> <laughs> But Samano's a uh, nice store. Looking, I'm hoping it goes out goes well for him. Uh, Samano also, I'm not sure if you want to touch on it, Fitz, but he also deals with uh, firearms. So I think this gave him an opportunity to switch the two stores. He used to have, you know, the guns and the hobbies. It's like the guns are in the back section, and so now he's got two stores side by side. So that's convenient for him. And where is this magical store located? Near Kima. Okay. It's actually the address is in Kima. I don't. I don't think it was Kima before. So you just go a couple of miles down the road, and all of a sudden you're in Kima. Yeah, I think it was Leak City before. Now he's in Kima. So this is all South Houston. So it's further south, uh, it's a little more in, embedded into the city area, uh, not city, but uh, a little, little bit further away down the almost the same street that he was before, but uh, much better facilities. Yeah. He had, right. he had a lot of neat planes hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his daughter, I guess her, his daughter was the one behind the counter? Yes, that's his daughter. Yeah, she was saying he just took a lot of stuff from home and just hung it from the ceiling now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of nice if you have yeah. that. And he's got a lot of ceiling space. I'm, I'm, You know, it's obviously not easy to get to, but if he needs to store more stuff up there, he's got what, it's like a 20-foot ceiling. Yeah, he's ceiling. got tall. He can, wow. he can start stacking them on the ceiling now. I know, he needs to just kind of like, build more and more shelves. He needs to look at, uh, you guys ever seen Graves Hobbies in Orlando, Florida? You ever familiar with them? Yeah, I've been there before, but it's been a while. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, Terry, you've probably been there. You remember how he stacked his planes on the ceiling? No. Oh, you it's it's a sight to behold. You go in, and he's he's got planes stacked on the ceiling. They have to be four or five deep. <laughs> you, you go, he's like, how do you stack planes... And what if you want like the plane on the top and you got to take four other planes down just to get to this one plane that 
that the customer may or may not buy. Right. <laughs> I think I asked them one yeah. time that they kind of rolled their eyes like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm looking at a photo from, like, the Google store. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Yes. Can you, can you see the ceiling? <laughs> I don't think <laughs> you like, can. It's like, it's like a puzzle. If you ever, <laughs> ever in the Orlando area, you have to go to Graves Hobbies just to look at the planes on the ceiling, much less anything else in the hobby store. It's actually a really oh, good right. hobby store. It's got a lot of stuff in it. But the, I know it's like four layers, maybe? Uh, I, I'm thinking it's, it's at least four. Wow. <laughs> I want that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come, come back in two hours. <laughs> Bring cash. Bring cash, yes. <laughs> or, or your own ladder. <laughs> BYOL. If you can get it down, you can get 10% off. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's amazing. So, uh, anyway, neat store. Good luck to Simonos. Yep. But that was fun. And let's uh, see, I'm the producer. What else do I have here? I was going to talk about my Corsair or the Lone Star Flight Museum. I'll touch on that real quick. My uh, youngest birthday was yesterday, so we went to the Lone Star Flight Museum out at Ellington Airport, and uh, also checked uh, talked to Stuart Bailey for a while. Oh, you did? Fitz. Okay, great. I yeah. was wondering if you had caught up with him. Yeah, we met Stuart on the opening day. Fitz and I went out there and did a video. It's on YouTube. We'll, we can show that again. And uh, oh, I know this popped in my head, but they have a T thirty three there. Yeah. It wasn't there when we yeah, were that's out there. New? It is, is it airworthy. New. Uh, I would guess so, Probably. man. It's it, it awesome. Pretty much everything they have is airworthy for the most part, except for a few choice things. Okay. Um, but anyway, so I just that just crossed my mind. But it was pretty. I took a picture of it. But uh, anyway, Stuart and I chatted a while. We talked about models. Uh, you know, talked about U-fits. <laughs> um, <laughs> was good I actually, things. yeah. Uh, but while the kids were doing flight simulator, they have this really cool flight simulator set up. And Austin was flying. Oh from yeah, yeah. The, uh, uh, a really cool map from Ellington to Hobby, yeah. <laughs> so, and Ryan was trying to take see how many air trees he could take down. <laughs> um, you no, know, we uh, we were talking about trying to get Austin into some type of aviation eagle project. Mm. Uh, I won't discuss it too much, but I was just ta- tossing about some ideas if there's anything that he could do at Lone Star Flight Museum to help him get an eagle project completed. Uh, didn't have anything, you know. St- just stick out as obvious. So if anybody has any ideas that's an aviation-related Eagle project, send them our way. But that's just something I know he would enjoy versus the typical projects they do, which is like building park benches or fixing little walkways. And uh, one kid in our, our uh, troop did a uh, repair on chicken coops, which was kind of cool. I mean, you know, Austin participated in all these. But I think if it was an aviation-related theme, he would be more... More likely to study up on it and prepare, <laughs> you know. So anyway, that, that, but Stuart was very open to that. And Ryan, you know, it's his birthday. He wanted to go see a B-25. So they have a Doolittle Raider B-25 that's really cool. And, uh, that you can were, take rides in, too. You, you can purchase rides. You can. And fortunately, you have to be at least 12 with a parent to ride the B-25. So I told Ryan if he was a good little boy next year, (laughs) (laughs) daddy might take him on a B-25 ride. (laughs) Get out your credit cards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But honey, I had to escort him. (laughs) It wasn't him go alone. Yeah. (laughs) She's going to say, it says parent. It doesn't say dad. (laughs) I'll go. No. (laughs) Uh, but Lone Star Flight Museum is really nice, guys. Got two hangars. We did the whole thing. And it was also kind of cool. The uh, um, At the information desk, they had this little, uh, uh, not hide and seek, uh, what do you call it? A little questionnaire for kids to go look around and answer questions about a the scavenger display. hunt? Like a scavenger hunt, yep. 
uh, that was neat. So they both did it. Got little toy airplanes at the uh, the shop. So, but we had fun. We had fun. I daddy had fun too. So it was nice to see all those cool planes. And I'm hoping someday to get inside that DC three that they have. They reserve it for like you know events. But mm-hmm. I hear the interiors were really nice. You know, they've got it all decked out in true you know the era. Well, cool. So that was a bit for me. Anybody else? Anything else pop up on your workbench since last week? Two weeks ago? Workbench. Uh, we saw the pictures I sent you of the painting I was doing on a, I think that's an F-27-ish thing. The oh, E-flight. Yeah, flying wing. Yeah, the big flying yeah. wing. Striker. Striker. The orange-yellow debate. Yeah, yes. Uh, so it's not mine. It's actually a club member's. And he asked me if I would paint it for him. Uh, he picked it up at a fly-in or something. And it was all white. And he wanted something that he could see. And so uh, we kind of discussed some colors. And he, he said, well, I wanted like yellow and orange and, and this and that. And said, okay. It's not quite my taste, but you know, I, I live to serve. So, uh, but I wasn't, he wasn't that specific. So I came up with a quick uh, couple of different, what do you call it? Um, brainstorms on some schemes. And so I posted to on, on my Instagram account, you know, which which you think is better, red wing tips or yellow wing tips with a red or yellow center, and uh, at first the uh, red wing wing tips was winning, and then sort of got fifty fifty, and ultimately I went with the yellow wing tips because he wanted uh, dark colored tr- uh, diamonds on the wings, and I thought, well, it's a better contrast if the wings are yellow versus orange, so. That's why I went with the yellow. And so I've been painting that up. It actually turned out really good until I went to paint the diamonds and the paint leaked under the masking. And I was not happy with that. So, wah, 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 yeah, wah. Like, son of a, the other masking went just fine. I think this particular paint, either either the day it just didn't dry quick enough or I sprayed it too heavily. Uh, so I'm trying to clean that up. I got to remask it and try that again, or I might put some trim tape on it. I haven't decided yet. Uh, but, uh, but other than that, I'm almost done with it. Uh, hopefully he'll like it. I haven't shown him any pictures yet. He asked me about it last night because we had a club meeting. He goes, hey, have you started on it? I was like, yep, almost done. But but I'll be a surprise. So that's really been what's been on my work bench. I can't think of anything. Didn't you just score an 10 Oh, yes. So... Uh, Terry, a, a mutual friend of ours, uh, I was over his house and we were talking about some stuff and he pulls out this box and says, oh yeah, I got some of these old engines and he has some, some old 049s, some old control line stuff. And then he pulls out the Holy Grail, a TD-010. Wow. Cox. Oh, <laughs> After I had passed out and picked myself up back up from the floor, I said, what do you want for it? And uh, <laughs> trying to contain my excitement, and uh, and so he made came, me. And, and, it, and what, it, what it came out was, give me, 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 give me. Look, Elvis. <laughs> so he ended up. Don't make me ask you twice. Yeah, <laughs> he ended up making me a very generous offer uh, for it. So uh, it'll be it'll remain between him and I. But just put it this way, uh, I am a very happy puppy. Uh, <laughs> And it does need, it looks like the front engine housing, the plastic piece, is, needs to be replaced. I see some hair fracture 
and a piece of it kind of broke off that held the spring start. So I already looked at our uh, friend Bernie's uh, from Cox International, and he apparently has these really nice machined aluminum replacement piece for it. That looks really, really nice. So I'm probably going to end up uh, buying that from him. And they make an extended uh, tank mount as well. So uh, it looks like I'm going to be spending a bunch of money on him for some shiny upgrade parts for it. Other than that, the, the engine looks like it's barely been run. Uh, I found out something interesting. Lee, I found out why those O10s seem to fly so well. In that they have half the displacement of an O20, but two-thirds the power of an O20. What? Yeah. So they actually have a really high power-to-weight ratio on those little guys. <laughs> they break the laws of physics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> So I don't have a plane for it, but I have been poking around an outer zone, which just has uh, plans you can download. And I actually found one really interesting design that I, I think I might scratch build for it. It looked really neat. Uh, oh, and I also picked up yet another O20 from him. So I now have four Wee O20s that all look pretty much identical. Uh, I don't know how I got so many all of a sudden. Uh, so Are you building a B17 I'm or a B29? Think it's something multi-engine. Yes. I, I got to have something with its four screaming O20 uh, Cox engines on it, just for the novelty. If you of ever it. get them all running at the same time, <laughs> you'll never. <laughs> you're gonna have to have friends forcing fuel into each one. Well, yeah, well that's what I saw. A guy had three uh, Cox so four nines. That's what, exactly what he did. He started them all up, and before he took off, he'd squirt fuel into tanks of all three real quick, just to top them off and then fly. So I'd have to do something like that, maybe. It takes them 10 minutes to start them and fuel them, and then it's a two-minute flight. I'd probably have to be smart about it and start the outer ones first and then the inner ones, so that way the outer ones would run out of fuel first, and that way the inner ones still have some power, so you're not. it doesn't go into some flat spin when only the far left engine is still running. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, well, I guess that's to be the fun of it. Now, that said, did you see uh, somebody posted some videos from Small from like 1995 or something like that? And the guy had a spruce goose powered by O20s. Eight of them? Eight of them. Wow. And that was, that, was just on, that was just amazing. And he started them all up. And, of course, they, they weren't all running when he landed. And they, I think they slowly would shut off. But it didn't seem to affect it. It was he. He didn't fuel fill those with a, a external tank. I don't remember. The video was edited, so I don't know if he actually squirted more fuel in them or not. I imagine. He, I would think he would have to starting eight of those suckers. By the time you get to the eighth one, the first one's out of fuel. It's like God. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, so worst things have happened. So, uh, Fitz has got a ten. Yeah, I've got finally. You don't know how long I've been looking for one of these that wasn't priced in the stratosphere. Uh, so I am happy. I haven't run it yet, but I really I'm gonna get some new parts for it, and I'm gonna run it, and I'm gonna be happy, and I'm gonna sleep sleep with it <laughs> next to my pillow. T M I. So O four nines are considered a half a. Are O two O's quarter a and O one O's eighth a? Yeah, I've actually seen them referred to as eighth a and quarter a. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So. And what's the the historical reference there? Uh, there was apparently an A-class. I think they're like 09, 010 size aircraft. Way, way, way back when. I think it was a free flight thing, but don't quote me on that. And so and when 04 Nights came out, that was half of the A-class. So half A. Half size A-class, whatever you want to call it. Huh, but I can't remember if it was free flight or control line. But it, it, it's pretty far back. Yeah. All right. 
So, yes. And I've also been thinking about building a twin 049 again. I used to have a uh, Arrow Commander, an Ace with Ace Wings and stuff, and I've debating. I kind of miss having an 049 twin just for the novelty of it as well. Uh, and because my hearing is way too good. <laughs> right. <laughs> so some stuff for the, for potential next small steps. Now they're having the small steps in October. Uh, they, they keep asking if, if I'm going to come. I, I I'd like to. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know what you, your thoughts on it, Lee. If you plan on ever going to a small steps again? Oh, uh, uh, not not the rest of this year. Yeah. It's going to be swamp. But I mean, I'm I. We've talked about this before, Fitz. It's like something you could do every other year. So yeah. Yeah. next year might be a busy year for you and me. Yeah, I think I'm thinking the same thing too because the October one is close to best, and I'm going to be pretty busy at work with some stuff, and so I, I really don't think I can make it. Uh, that's something. You have to wash your hair. I got to wash my hair. I got to watch some grass grow. Uh, but but it's a fun, it's a great at least in October it wouldn't be so damn hot. <laughs> you say that. <laughs> Cheeks yourself. The weather is listening. Yeah. <laughs> All right, enough of Mental my note. enough of my yak and what you guys got. Well, that that was all I had on our list. Anything else is just uh rambled. Oh, okay then. Well, in that case, maybe we should just wrap things up. And uh, thanks everybody for joining us this time on the Laxadagial RC Round Table. Can I chime in real quick? You go right ahead. Well, it's it's very possible, guys. We're going to do our YouTube recording next time. Mm, yes. We try to do those. We're trying to do those every month. Uh, we need to do that more often. But uh, we're looking for some ideas. So if you're listening in, you've got some thoughts for us. Uh, one topic we're thinking of covering is getting into the hobby, making it a special episode where we try to uh, send this out to those Yay. who are... Another special <laughs> episode of Blossom. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, they say special, but like a more one topic <laughs> oriented <laughs> well focus focus on getting kids to understand what's available in the hobby getting started what to look for uh tools stuff like that maybe that would give us an opportunity to show our our building areas and and stuff that we use on a daily basis so that's just an idea i had but if you've got other topics you mean i gotta clean up you gotta don't even get me started <laughs> i better if we're gonna do that i'm gonna start cleaning now <laughs> so i gotta actually go to the workshop right? <laughs> there you go <laughs> Oh, mine's great. Oh, that'd be cool, though. I'd love to see I'd love to see Fitz's workshop on the YouTube. In this episode of Hoarders. <laughs> hey. That would be awesome. So that's just an idea. If you've got anything else, let us know. Send us a line, email or Facebook. You know where to find us. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Hoarders, I'm actually uh, going to the swap meet tomorrow, so I'm going to hopefully unhoard some of my stuff. There's a swap meet? Yep. Where at? Scobie Field. Oh, George they Bush do Park. those fairly regularly there. They do, which is really nice. This is the, it's a, a nice central location in Houston. It's a totally free tailgate kind of swap meet, and a lot of people fly afterwards. And so Jeff and I are going to pack some stuff up and go out there. Hopefully, we'll see you out there, Lee. Yep, I'm thinking of bringing both boys. Oh, great! So uh, I got some stuff. Get a pretty good price for them. <laughs> I hope you so. swap them for some other boys. <laughs> if I'm yeah. going to get that RV. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, we'll we'll hopefully see you out there tomorrow if the weather uh, clears up for us. It, it looks good at least until about one or two o'clock. So that should be plenty of time to do what we need to Perfect. do. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Since this storm is pretty much going to miss most of us. Yeah. So. All, All right. right. Okay. Well, until next time, don't fly like my brother. Don't fly like my brother. Fly however you want.
All right, you rebel you. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts. Where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.